0: Welcome to Beltalota, the officially unofficial podcast for The Expanse on Sci-Fi. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron, And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 12, titled Congregation. Because this has become a congregation aboard the USS Enterprise.
1: That's the <laughs> ship they're on, right? The behemoth? The, the behemoth prize. Or...
0: Enterprise has a drum. It's,
1: it spins every once in a while, I'm pretty uh, sure. It can separate a saucer. There's I that one that. episode, yeah. Yeah, well, they can separate a saucer and spin it yeah absolutely. absolutely they got reaction control thrusters I've read my fucking technical mm-hmm. manual Tell, It'd be probably prove less to me pleasant. That they, prove to me that they can't spin 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 <laughs> the saucer section and generate rotational gravity'd be more of a flat spin yeah so, there'd be like a, there'd be a, a would be a definite uh g gradient as you walk the elliptical saucer oh, yeah. on the walls I suppose uh, I think you
0: could probably get stuck in the center of this drum if you were able to jump high enough yeah
1: yeah i think i read a science fiction station uh uh, um book where that was something that like teenagers did aboard a ring station is like try to get to the center center and like float where where... it's like the gravitron
0: like every teenager who's been to a carnival or some kind of fair right has ridden the gravitron and thought man i could just get to that guy's station where he's just
1: he's just like lounging reading yeah browsing the cell phone (laughs) I think uh, if you if you stand up, uh, it <laughs> might happen. But it's no. probably a lot like uh, like like balancing on a, a, a bowling ball, though, because like, oh, yeah. if you just get slightly out of that go zone, you're going to fall to the. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be painful. Uh, what do you think of this episode? I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. I'm a little dubious about uh, all the unleashing of catastrophic weaponry inside a ring that they barely understand. Yep. Like I thought, there's a little. L- little hasty, a little hasty with nukes. some of these plans maybe mm-hmm. like but uh you know whatever and they're going to pay the price for it right they i are. mean that the, they are
0: the nucleus starts some kind of action
1: yeah in this episode yeah it's like the, you guys are going to get rowdy then then <laughs> i'm 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 on a patrick swayze this shit and 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 bouncy all
0: yeah it, it's a very independence day moment when that happens like with the countdown yeah yeah uh I just needed Jeff Goldblum in the role, <laughs> saying that there's a countdown.
1: I do think we needed a Jeff Goldblum. Somebody be like, well, I mean, I know that- It was uh, a scientist, kinda. No, he was the one that was gung-ho, like, let's just fire a laser, oh, let's fire a Oh, in that deer. regard, yeah. But, I'm uh, talking about, like, he figured out that this countdown oh, is a oh, countdown, yeah, yeah. in fact. Yeah. yeah, but he started a fucking countdown. Like, <laughs> It was a bad idea. We, we needed a Jeff Goldblum on the bridge being like, ah, you know. Uh-huh. Maybe a Judd Hirsch? Um, who's well? Judd Hirsch? It's his dad. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need one we, of those. Maybe we need a, the elderly Jewish man to scold them maybe, all and remind maybe a them Harvey about Harvey
0: Firestein or two
1: <laughs> floating around the ship somewhere. Gosh. I call my lawyer, Ashford, Ashford. Hello to my lawyer. <laughs> what does this all mean, Ashford? Uh, <laughs> yeah, or he'd be he'd be a good one to talk to Bobby because it's like oh and, you Jesus, know, Bobby. Uh, anyway, I don't know. We could do Firestein impersonations all day long. And we're going to 35 and
0: minutes. No. That's right. Uh, What'd you think? Yeah, I like this episode, too. It really ramped up the pace in a way that I think maybe I was wrong last episode. Mm. Uh, putting, putting an end to my thoughts that they're going to follow the books a little more closely. Mm. Um, because, damn, they did a lot this episode. They made the, they made the turn. They really did. Uh, we'll see if they... they Pull that all out uh, in the finale, which mm. I think is actually going to be aired
1: on the same night as this episode. What it looks like, which is kind of wrecking our plan. Uh, I thought I, I smugly thought I could go to on vacation uh, with no no network or cell phone access Mm-mm. because we'd pre recorded this episode. Uh, But they fucked us. They fucked us by having two episodes on a night. So I think uh, this will end up being like a double release with our buddy Levi, which, if you didn't know, uh, was our co-host last year when we were doing like, you know, just just loose coverage of The Expanse.
0: Yeah, I talked to him. He said he's in for the finale. So,
1: yeah, uh, 313. Will be me and Levi. Yeah, and Levi's been a long-term contributor to Bald Moves. Uh, did a lot of stuff with Eric uh, for the Direct Podcast, and and uh, mm-hmm. he's a he's a die-hard Expanse fan. I think you guys will be in good hands. He is, yeah. So. Should Ask him we? about the architecture of the behemoth, because he's, he's, okay. he's an architect yeah. by trade. I wonder, like... That's the same as an engineer of space stations. Sure, uh, I'm just the aesthetics, yeah. the aesthetics. Oh, okay. I, thought, right. I thought the more I see of that bridge and the, the, the mm-hmm. more I'm like, hmm, like, either go full-blown cathedral or don't. The more it gets covered in blood, yeah, is, uh,
0: is it's really starting to come into its own as a Belter <laughs> uh, facility. It's starting to
1: look like some kind of thing out of Warhammer Forty K. <laughs> yeah, it like. really is, yeah. <laughs> like they're going to install Drummer upon the Golden Thrones, so she can her withered corpse can <laughs> guide the behemoth for the eons it's going to take to get out of this fucking ring. Yep ah okay uh, are we ready to start talking to you <laughs> i started talking um that's like belter after a thousand years it just continues to degrade yeah just uh, grunts and whistles. That, that's how you that's how you belta speak two thousand years from here to say do you want to continue on with the main episode discussion yes i do all right please actually before we get into the episode i want to do a little bit of housekeeping uh because we're just about wrapping up with the expanse i'm kind of sad I mean, we're probably at least a year away from more expanse. Yeah, I imagine
0: it's gonna take a little longer. And next time. and
1: if it's on Amazon and they binge it, it's gonna be real long because mm-hmm. you know the nice thing about the thir- the the thirteen or twelve 12 airing season is that you know it, it, it slows your role for three months so, so yeah it's like a quarter of the year yeah, that yeah. the expanse is airing yeah it, it forces you to slow down and not inhale your food mm-hmm. um, but it, it is it is drawing to a, a, a close as sad as that may be uh, and we are moving on to other things bald move is going to be covering sharp objects on hbo Uh, Starring Amy Amy Adams and a bunch of other celebs, it's it looks like it's spooky, Mm kind of like a like a psychological thriller, maybe even a little bit supernatural terror kind of aspect. I'm really excited. It's an eight eight episode miniseries, Mm -hmm. so we'll be covering that throughout uh, July and August. Also, around the same time that drops July 8th, around the same time we're going to start our Game of Thrones summer season three rewatch. Uh, That will complete our coverage of Game of Thrones. We we missed the first three seasons. Um, and so we went uh, on our, the off season and have been rewatching those. It's been a lot of fun. Season three, if you remember, big, big, big season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's definitely a high watermark for the series. Um, lots of big events, lots of cool action, lots of stuff to talk about. And we'll be starting that up. Over, uh, you can ch- check all that stuff out at baldmove.com. Of course, we're also not just wrapping up the Expanse, but the Westworld just finished up as well. Uh, we did a live watch of the original movie, the 1973, uh, starring Yul Brynner and uh, Brolin, James Brolin. People keep yeah. on to call him Josh, the father of Josh. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. if you're a club member, you can check that out at baldmove.com. Uh, it's, it's essentially like a mystery science theater slash riff tracks, riffing track. But we do, like, do some serious analysis and talk about its relationship with Westworld. So that sounds like a fun time. Go to baldmove.com. Again, you have to be a club member. Uh, but, hey, not a bad idea to jo- to join that either. Um, all right, let's get back to the episode. Uh, so the entire fleet is now arrayed around the ring, like spokes on a wheel, as mm-hmm. aboard the Rasenadi, Pastor Anna and Amos confront Claire Mao. Yeah, I'm curious what the, I guess, function of
0: arraying them in this way is i know equally spaced in a perfect orbit around or maybe not even in an orbit maybe stationary i don't know that they're moving no i
1: think i think you're right um i think it's because the protomolecule has ocd yeah yeah it's just something very satisfying to have them equidistant see if that were the case around the station
0: i would think they would have turned the rossi 90 degrees because it's facing it's toward the other ships. But you don't the know other how they're facing in the like, like toward... It,
1: like, like, if it starts shuffling them according to size and organizing them from mm-hmm. smallest to to biggest, that that then you'll know. That'd yeah. be confirmation. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I was curious about that. I'm also curious how fast you'd have to spin this drum to get 1G at, at the outside of it.
1: Hmm. Um, if it would be over the 62 mile an hour limit, I don't oh, know to do the math on it. Um... I know that someone did the math uh, like last week about the rotation, and like they actually used the like stats of the machine and how fast, it was, and, and they confirmed that like I think one revolution a minute would generate uh, the one third gravity they're shooting for. So I don't know, okay, but I, I don't but, know what
0: that transfers. Yeah, to you're speed. right. I was just saying yeah. like I, I,
1: if I had if I had that thread pulled up, you could probably do the calculation to find out. But but it's got to be under 62 miles an hour. It right? It does. It'd be a bad look. It'd be a bad look if they messed that up. It would. It would. Uh, they could make the diameter a little bit smaller, right? And, and I, but on, on the other hand, it's inevitable that they'll make mistakes. Like, I've, sure, I've yeah, math checked them a lot this season, and I think <laughs> it's like uh, it turns out they've been mostly right. So if not, I, I feel like we need Phil Plate in here to really right? put the kibosh on other. They're
0: f- flights of fancy with
1: diameter, sure and speeds. sure the, we get the most realistic <laughs> space space series ever, and we just fucking bitch and moan all the time <laughs> it bores about the it. shit out of us. Nothing yeah. is good enough, nothing can ever be good enough um I, I like that we got like this is other nerdy stuff like uh, I like that we got information about this endocrine enhancement implant like I paused. Yeah, it I've and got read. the whole thing here if you want me to read it. Well, but... see because I was reading and it's like it enhances the body's endocrine system and I'm like mm-hmm. ah so it is peak human but then it, it says is. but then it says there's some synthetic like stimulant or synthetic artificial endocrine stench so like maybe the idea is it is above peak human it's a synthetic compound that goes into the endocrine system. so it, it's to me it's like that's their cover for like if you just jack a person with flooded with them adrenaline you know mm-hmm. and like endorphins so they don't feel pain like i'd be like okay well yeah they could do peak human but not superhuman but there's some synthetic comp alien or technical compound maybe no it's, maybe. it's a lot like the juice you know yeah. um
0: the oh true the, true the stuff they give them when they go to high g maneuvers right uh i don't know what's in that but it seems like it would be some synthetic compound
1: uh, the other thing she has installed, I don't know if you noticed this, there's only, you could, the, the screen half cut this off, but she has what I think is a bioscan obfuscator installed, hmm. which ap- apparently scatters and uh, cloaks a person's biosignature and lets them impersonate somebody else, like, going through, like, I'm, I'm, su- I'm assuming there's, like, the spaceports, like, check that shit. So, you think that's something they've already used or something that they're going to use in
0: the future? I think it
1: might be something just to explain how someone like Clarissa Mao could leave Earth and flee to the belt and be, like, com- like, like, you know, get, get out there and get lost amongst the stars with, with no documentation. Because there's a lot of text there saying that, like, this is used by, like you know, smugglers and human traffickers, like, to explain that there's a, even though there might be super DNA analysis, and uh, I think it's something about, they use infrared to scan the, like, it it fools the infrared systems they use to scan the capillaries on a person's face as, Mm -hmm. like, a unique digital fingerprint. Mm -hmm. And that's what it does. So, like, there's some super passport technology, but there's also some (laughs) super-duper, you know, counterfeiting technology, just like we have today. You make a holographic $5 bill, Next day there'll be a holographic five dollar counterfeit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then so so we 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 masturbated about the technical details. Now let's actually get to the character development. Um, I, I what do you make of Amos taking a shine, or maybe not even taking a shine, studying Anna like a zoo animal?
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I really don't know what would cause him to go over and you know talk to her. Yeah, it's it's some. It's obviously some curiosity that he has with her, but like, I don't like, know why. Like the
1: idea that she's got this principled stand against taking human life, mm-hmm. I think, is intriguing, but I'm not sure why, because, like, he's running into the same thing with Holden. But I guess the difference between her and Holden is Holden absolutely would shoot Klerza uh, Mal in the face, I think, hmm. or throw mm-hmm. her out the airlock, because yeah. she murdered a whole bunch of innocent people and is, like, a caged animal. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just expedient. Like, I I don't know. Maybe you could be rehabilitated, but this is space and it's harsh and it's cold. Here, breathe vacuum. You know? (laughs) Uh (laughs) So, like, because, like, I think Amos was, like, making, like, as he was making these logical points, he fully expected her to be like, oh, well, then proceed. And she's like, no, because it's not about her and her threat. It's about us and what this does to us.
0: Yeah, and it just shows the difference between the two characters, right? Amos right. has been there and done that when it comes to killing people. But I think there's also some... And, and, and he recognizes, like, who she is. Right. The, 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 the kind of person that she currently is. So, like, Anna has not been there and done that. She doesn't recognize right. the threat that she poses.
1: And, and when she backhands Claire, there's, like, something in Amos's expression. Because I watched this show, like, four freaking times, man. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because my wife fell asleep during the second screening so i had to, i had to do another screening but mm-hmm. but like i so i started on the fourth watch started looking at things and like amos has got this really interesting reaction when she belts him cuz like he can see that she's struggling you know she's just like zen master in his eyes but she's struggling mm-hmm. because when uh you know claire just callously says i'd killed i've killed better people than tilly fagan um that that really pissed off anna uh yeah and i mean she she admits she wants to kill her right but right that's just'll
0: it would change her fundamentally to do that.
1: Right. The other thing we should mention is that they've uh, we, we talked about the, the the tongue tongue endocrine enhancement system, but they've disabled it with the little armband somehow.
0: yeah, magic
1: magic synthetic ma- ma- compound just blocked just mm-hmm. blocked. Um, moving on, uh, Naomi and Alex get just enough that Rossinides's core functions working to surmise that Holden has been taken to the behemoth where they plan to spacewalk over and get some answers.
0: Yeah, just the transponders, from what I could gather. Yeah, so and can... I think
1: the like Alex was able to access the ship's sensor systems, because that's when he was able mm-hmm. to play okay. back the film and see the Martians going from the station to... Mm-hmm.
0: Still uh, no comms. Like, no, no... They made
1: it a point that we can still not send transmissions. Yeah. Um, and what I thought was an interesting thing is that... Uh, Naomi's gonna do the standard well Alex you hold down the ship while we go and do all the stuff and he's like fuck no uh-huh. I just got my family back we're all going together which I I kinda was... can't believe that everyone is leaving
0: the Rossi but everything I, is I, frozen <laughs> there so
1: I guess but like I I, th- I feel like there should have been a shot of like you know Alex and Amos and Naomi and Anna and uh, Claire like j- jumping out of the Rossinati and then like six marines jumping from the Zeus <laughs> <Right>. into like <laughs> just like legitimate salvage bitch <laughs> no more courts we got this thing back it's the tachi <laughs> yeah, no deal with
0: it you know <laughs> especially alex like that really surprised me that he it, was willing it shows it i guess where his priorities lie right right he had that love affair with the
1: ship he but did. Yeah. now like it, the only thing he loves more than the and Auntie is is his family and, and not even it's not even just about like hey this is a piece of hardware that i love but it's
0: the rep- the only representation of him being martian yeah. that he has in right. his life right so right. like He's essentially saying, "I give up being a Martian here in favor of helping out my family."
1: Yeah, which I like. I also wonder if they're going to use the excuse of uh, because they've been talking about these symbols and how they kind of tell a story. I wonder if they're going to use the excuse of his uniform getting slashed and bloodied to like have him take that off and like wear,
0: mm.
1: you know, the gas uniform that everybody else does. Right? Because um, that would be an interesting play to like because that now says that this is a this is a this is a crew. Mm-hmm. You know, to me. Uh, on board the Behemoth, uh, various Martians and Belter captains take turns trying to sweat info out of Holden, uh, but he's not having it. Yeah, this was a
0: sort of confusing scene. I wasn't sure where he was docked. because right, like, I think that's intentional. It, it is, yeah. Like, I mean, I they're messing even, with him.
1: Like, like it's like the, the whole thing, interrogation, they like could keep the victim, yeah. the target disoriented. They don't know what time it is. They don't know where they're at. I felt like I was being interrogated. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh this Captain Lucas. Now I've got a question. She says she's the captain she's Captain Lucas of the Askia, but her badge above her right breast says the Zeusan. Hmm. Is this like I can't remember is so is she like a like a captain of a Corvette like the Rasanati that's detach or that's attached to the Zeusan maybe? I'm trying to think, dude. Like, does Alex's does Alex's uniform? It says Tashi, doesn't it? It doesn't say like the Chindra
0: I don't know if it I, says Tashi. I know that I forget like what Naomi's the, the, their their, and...
1: their mothership was called is like the Chandraskar or something or other or yeah, the Chimmer Chimmer. I, I don't know. I'm not gonna.
0: No, I I'm not sure what's up with that.
1: Um, but anyway, that's what she says. Uh. I also like when Ashford comes in, he's like, you're one of Dawes' scavengers, and Ashford just, like, he's just effortlessly diplomatic. He's like, well, let's just try to be civil, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to call you a terrorist that just blew up a ship, and you maybe not tell them to say I'm a pirate to my face. Yeah. Um, And, like, you know, they talk, So, and this is the theme of the episode. Bargaining is how civilizations are built, because this is essentially a string of wheeling and dealing throughout the whole episode, which I thought was kind of clever. Mm-hmm um but so anyway the 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 long story short uh Holden tells uh Ashford a story the the whole thing there's a little bit uh nuance here where he's realized that the ring isn't a weapon it's 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 trying to build a road and it cares as much about us as we care about aint hills that we pave over yeah but that's also the thing and there was
0: something Trying to destroy the proto molecule and, and they were threat and they and were and,
1: destroying entire systems to try to cauterize the situation. Right, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, and he says this is a graveyard. We should get out and never come back. I kind of feel like it's too late. Whatever. It seems like it. Yeah. So so especially after the
0: nuke goes off. So yeah. three
1: seasons in, I'm, I'm i guess what we're trying we're finding out is the proto molecule is never a threat. It was just trying to do the work, which is building the fucking road. Mm-hmm. Um. But there is some ancient, primordial evil force that snuffed out this other civilization that now we've rung the fucking doorbell, and that's the real threat? You don't know, because that's probably book four and all. Yeah, that's
0: beyond what I know. Does Um, that seem reasonable, though? Well, I I think the only thing that I would quibble with there is that it's some evil force, because we don't really know its intentions, right? Just to... Like it's the same thing that we did with the
1: proto molecule. Oh, maybe maybe they, the the proto- the ring was evil, and they were getting like they're the Nazis. They're or, space Nazis. Or it's Nazis. not even an
0: evil good thing at all. It's yeah. about maybe this other uh, force entity, whatever it is, is mm. trying to build its own roads, mm. and the roads that the proto molecule is oh, building are simply in the way. Okay, you know. Um, I mean, it's very much equivalent of like humans and proto molecule.
1: I do think that like I don't know how other people feel about this, but I I feel and this is very anthropomorphic, but fuck fuck it. I feel like that an intelligent being that sees another intelligent being and decides to like pave over it anyway is I can call evil, you know. Like like even if it's not, but would like, they even recognize
0: our intelligence or the proto molecule's intelligence? How advanced <laughs> are they, you know? I don't know what what is that we don't even we don't even know what this
1: like, thing we, we, they're talking we, we about is. We yeah. recognize ape intelligence and whale intelligence and pig mm-hmm. intelligence. Like and have a bunch of fine decisions. Like I find it hard to believe that like uh, you know if Q came across the proto molecule race and wanted to bulldoze like that they wouldn't know that they're doing something wrong. You know like they can't be so fucking elevated that they don't know that. I mean Q uh, <laughs> yeah. is maybe not the best
0: example because Q didn't give a shit. But.
1: Q, about any, and
0: it. I guess like is Q
1: evil? That's a good question, or is, like, or is he just
0: on another plane of existence? You like know? you like, find
1: like, out that the Q, the Q continuum is essentially a, a race of stagnant, bored, rich trust fund babies. Mm-hmm. Which I would be I, if they pave over a civilization, I would describe that as evil. Like just okay. because they don't give a shit doesn't mean they don't. It, it's not bad. I mean, I don't know. Moral relativism. Take your philosophy courses. Uh, get back. It's with
0: possible Nick. they don't even know about it. Okay, let's, let's put that out there.
1: Okay. Yeah, I feel like now it's an extra dimensional being that really has like you know, they're plowing through seventh dimensional space and has no idea that it right. D- doesn't dimensions. even notice the fourth dimensional proto molecule that, beings. I guess that's that's a good point.
0: I, we just don't know anything about it, right? Here. So
1: I don't, right, right. I want to go too far, especially and,
0: and, when the proto molecule is so different and weird. And
1: I love how Holden described them as having strange, bright minds. Definitely not human. Like, yeah. gives an idea of like they are. They're not alien. They're not. They're. They are alien, and they might be possibly unfathomable. Like we're tar- Like we're talking about. Uh, uh, the other important thing that happens yeah. in
0: this scene is Bobby. Um, Bobby decides she's going to stay on the behemoth in close proximity to holden without her suit does this excite you uh
1: well bobby being in close proximity to holden uh yeah oh, of course like i the mean fact you're the champion of bobby yes, on the rossi yes yes but she's still like a, I'm, I'm not seeing that's going to peel her off i mean they they clearly have this friction between her and the marines unfortunately it's mm-hmm. reading to me like the marines are just being assholes yeah yeah no i feel you on that <laughs> and the, the other thing is like um I, 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 when I was listening to the podcast last week, I was, I, I was listening to my tirade against Martians. I feel like it's a little bit harsh because we have seen some good Martians. Like that captain of the Hammurabi, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like she was like the, the Burt Mancuso, a Red October character. Like she was amazing and like level headed and insightful and, yeah. uh, you know, felt like I think she was trying to serve her faction and and like like Bobby like like what true loyalty is. True mm-hmm. loyalty isn't necessarily taking your marching orders all the time. It's it's trying to do what you think is is going to help, actually help a situation. Yeah. Um so yeah, but I, I feel like they're making these kind of making these marines be shitheads just to, if, just for being shitheads so that Bobby can make some kind of rash decision about her future later on, perhaps next episode, mm-hmm. perhaps early next season. We'll if see. they really want to piss me off, perhaps season 5. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's a couple of humorous uh, disarming scenes and man, Diogo,
0: <laughs> he's a shit.
1: You're going to walk up to this, this badass that's like a, f- a good foot and a half taller than you in hulking power armor and, s- and start blowing him shit. Yeah. Come on, man. Come it's just on. Just a bad idea. In <sighs> general. Take, take your, take your, uh, take your, your cue from how your, your leader acts, man. You don't think, uh, Ashford doesn't do that shit. No. Um, Yeah, Ashford just is relentlessly diplomatic. I can't believe how great of a leader and communicator he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like the whole, like, well, okay, you don't have to give us your armor, but you're also welcome to leave my ship because that's the rules. Yeah. Um, I do believe those four Marines can take over the ship, though.
0: Yeah, I, I mean...
1: I mean, th- those if they
0: put their helmets back on. Yeah,
1: those. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just even hold their forearms up and just start firing, <laughs> waving their arms around because, like David, the established that that power armor is completely impervious to any kind of small arms. Oh, but they can't shoot. Oh, if they None had their weapons. I guess work. if they had their helmets on, they didn't give a shit about any of their wound the the, the hundreds of wounded they have there. They could just start, you know. Yeah, because they can't use their weapons, so they'd have to mash people manually. Oh, you know. They could do be... that. Oh yeah. They could, until their power armor ran out of power, they could uh-huh. absolutely do a monster mash. <laughs> um, and Holden just called this place a graveyard. Mm-hmm. So I think they almost have to. Um, okay, drummer has survived her ordeal but is in very bad shape. Her spine is all fucked up. And I don't think it's getting better. Like the doc- like the doctor told me if you don't hold still, your spine is fucked. Uh-huh. Uh, and drummer does not hold still the mm. whole episode. So uh, no, she she sets to work immediately trying to build a contraption to let her walk. Right, right. And I, as, soon, as soon as she drug herself over that mech part stash, I'm like, "Fuck yes, robo drummer. <laughs> robo drummer baby. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait till she makes her next arrest of like some dude dealing drugs on her ship and is like, "Freeze, creep." <laughs> uh <laughs> But um, there's also that really cool establishing shot where you kind of, like, the 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 camera kind of careens through the hollow space of the drum and then slowly through the skylight that drummer's in to give us a, a, a real sense of scale of the place. Yeah. Which I thought was super cool. Um, and also, like, this, this drummer character is great because, like, she screams, like, get out at the doctor who says she wants to put her in a medical coma. And... She, I think she orders her get out because she couldn't stop from breaking down sobbing, and yeah. she didn't want to do that in front of any of her crew.
0: No, she has a definite breakdown here.
1: Um, But then she starts <laughs> pounding her legs, and that doesn't work, so she drags herself into some mech parts. Yeah. Robo-drummer. Get excited. Uh, the scientist on board the Prince has the idea to use the Navu's powerful communications laser, which we didn't know about, but I didn't have a problem with because it makes good sense. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got a if you've got to communicate through interstellar distances. You would need a very powerful way to do that, because yeah. uh, the electromagnetic radiation has a way of you know fanning out and dissipating. Uh, and I'm once... thinking it's not like
0: there isn't a really great end in sight here. Like mm. the best they could do if they got communication out is reduce their journey by half, right? Sure. Because they Which, could meet the other ships in the middle. It might be just enough to get them there, right? Or, or uh, to get supplies back. That's and what I'm thinking, yeah. But it's still a damn long journey for these wounded people who Indeed. are just going to
1: suffer for three
0: and a half months and and die. Let's, yeah, let's be a real. a lot of them will die. Most of, of them will, them will die. die. So,
1: um, And we find out that, like, the, the, and they do a lot of really multi-layered storytelling. Like, the fact that the commander that's sent, the, the, the person's going over to the behemoth to represent the UN is just a commander. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even have a captain... Of any kind of ship left And then later on They mention that The officer corps Of the UN Has been ravaged There's Like a background detail But they're doing A really good job Of like multi-channel Storytelling here Yeah As we meet this Commander Kumas guy Who I think is He's I guess The closest we have To Jeff Goldblum He's the only one Being like You're gonna fucking Detonate a nuke On a <laughs> skiff You know Yeah Uh. Anyway Ashford organizes A blood drive Aboard the behemoth As the belters Wrestle with the idea Of spending their Scarce resources To help Inners
0: yeah, the mandatory blood donations were uh, probably a good idea.
1: Yeah, and I like that this is the Gregory guy that Ashford went and chokeslammed. Oh, was the, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that why
0: his voice is all fucked up? I think it's just... Because, God.
1: I don't know. he just he's like, got I, a rough voice. I, I know it's the, 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 the guy, and now, like, it just... I guess it shows what a guy Ashford is, because not only did he get this guy to begrudgingly work with them, but now they're getting them to do things is kind of against their their best nature
0: yeah certainly against their
1: uh you know natural tendencies let's mm-hmm. say Mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's a fair question like you know I, I, as i mentioned last episode it always gets me going to see humans help each other out but you know sometimes sometimes it it, it doesn't it's and it's and it's much easier like being inside the ring together, it's much easier to work together. But, like, you know, the answer to this just in general is no, they wouldn't help you because the inners have been starving you of resources and taxing you to shit. And I read somewhere that the average Belter lifespan is half that of a, a human on Earth. I could buy that, yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's insane. So, like, it's it's an incredible sacrifice and, and testament to their to their will and their their compassion that they're that they're doing this in ashford because you know if if enough belters decided this is bullshit mutiny
0: yeah i mean
1: (laughs) that's the interesting thing like they don't
0: have much power in this equation and it's something they've been struggling with the entire
1: series although it's funny because they have ultimate power in this situation because they they hold the, the difference between life and death even yeah
0: um so the tables are turned and this is why that is the reason why I like Ashford so much in these scenes, because he's not lording that over people and using no. that as right. uh you know, leverage to right. get something out of them. He's simply extending an offer uh of help. Right. Now we know that there are political reasons for that, but there's nothing like overt here that he's saying, Hey,
1: you can come to the ship, but we want this. Right. And the other thing is like I think his politics are a pure expression of his genuine and honest desire to make the belt uh uh a great nation and to to, yeah. to bring them to the table and that's not he doesn't want to do it by bringing down the inners he wants to do it by elevating the belters and that's the kind of politics i can get i can get behind you know? sure. like yeah. i think his, his 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 heart and his politics are aligned uh and i think that's that's uh, pretty righteous. We'll find um, out if his laser lenses are <laughs> as see. aligned. We'll see, indeed. <laughs> uh, Bobby tries to corral her detachment of shithead Marines and a self-righteous holding through an elevator ride to the brig. I mean, yeah, I've, I I kind of
0: thought it was interesting that they were using these transport pods uh-huh. to move around the behemoth because it's so huge.
1: Right, right. And the scene is zipping around the outside of the ring is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like like Bobby's like because uh, yeah, like. Okay, you know, the Marines are jabbing at Holden, Holden's like, it's my fault. You know, he's the Space John Snow moping around, and she's just like, everyone shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. I'm tired of this shit. I can't wait for her to get away from these guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I really despise them as characters. They're 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 terrible. Like, in the midst of all these people helping out, they're still fucking holding the grudge against this guy. God yep. damn it. Uh, Naomi and the crew has made it to the Behemoth, where she is arrested as a deserter after they disarm Amos. Crucially after... Oh yeah, because it couldn't do it before. I love that, <laughs> like you know, Naomi finally talks the gun away from Amos, and then as soon as and then Diego and instantly is like, "I'm going to arrest you as a deserter," mm-hmm. and Amos is like, "Ah, uh, I'm going to need that gun back," <laughs> yep. and he was going to take it. He was. He oh was. Jesus, it's so good. It's good. I'm not sure. I her... hope Anna doesn't sand off too many of his rough edges. Yeah, like maybe a few. There's a couple of really ugly ones sticking out there that could be sanded down, but. <laughs> I don't want him not to be that no, guy. I, Someone yeah, on this crew needs to be that guy. For sure.
0: Uh I I guess at this point I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if Ashford would have approved of this move mm-hmm. of taking Naomi prisoner uh, well, for desertion. Which we see later on he doesn't. We're or going well, he doesn't. he doesn't agree with the
1: approach Diego took. Yeah. Diego. He
0: he still <laughs> I don't know.
1: We'll get there. We'll get um, there. Uh, also, I I love every time Naomi calls Diogo a little shit. It's great. Like yeah. I think that's I, I might start referring to him as that. That's his title instead of lieutenant. It's little shit. Uh, Naomi is perp walked onto the bridge in slow mo, no less, <laughs> as Ashford trades her access to Holden for help in repairing the ship's critical power issues. So this I, is the topic you want to discuss. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm just like, I think he's so diplomatic because she's like, Am I under arrest for desertion? He's like, Ah, oh, Lieutenant Harari, correctly, I d- assumed that I would want to talk to you. Uh huh. Which I do. Like he just like F spun it. Like, okay. Yeah. Under arrest. Wrong, but- wrong tone, wrong tack, but the end result I, I sign off on.
0: Yeah, so he doesn't like completely shit on Diogo no, there. No, he doesn't throw his people to death. And their- he also doesn't do the horrible thing to Naomi that Diogo would have done. Telling so- you, man,
1: this guy's this guy's leadership is is it's a it's a master class.
0: It is. I there is one line that I especially love in this scene. It's where Ashford says, you were expecting mutiny. Because she fucking was. And it's not, it's not a question. Uh-huh. It's it's like somewhere between the idea of, yes, I was going to mutiny if uh-huh. things didn't go the way they did. Right. And like, how dare you con- like accuse me of mutiny. It's or, like writing this weird line. Yeah, or
1: you were thinking it was mutiny. You're not necessarily wrong to think that, but it wasn't. It
0: wasn't, but it would have been, but it... It didn't need to, or and maybe so now here we are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's so good. It is, it's great. He's fucking diplomatic as shit. Yeah, and it's the delivery from the actor there who he just nails it.
1: Uh, the slow mo perp walk, I did, especially when I watched it so many times. I really enjoyed how they uh, have found a whole bunch of tall and lanky dude and dudettes for the extras. Yeah. Like the main cast is not very belter looking, but like you look around at the people in the sick beds and the people that are like just standing around, they they definitely look like the belters as described. Uh, in in the books, and as yeah. you see, like any, any I feels like anytime they want to make a point of like the belt, like they always get a, like a tall, skin, skinny person. But mm-hmm. uh, I like that. I like it. This this show, this show is going to be interesting to see what it births because there are so many, like, you know, Asians and 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 Indians and uh, other other races getting like these kind of like meaty like, couple-line parts and, like, these lanky... Like, I I wonder if there's going to be an explosion of, like, Indian, Asian, Eastern European basketball player talent on television just because The Expanse <laughs> is giving them their break, you know?
0: Could be. Could be. I think a lot of them have been extras so far. Yeah, but, but... you
1: know, that's the thing. Like, trying to get on screen and get a line or two yeah. uh, is, like, uh, a big a big deal if you're an actor trying to work, especially if you're an unconventional-looking one. Mm-hmm. Um... Anyway, she wants to be ta- taken to Holden uh, Ashford's opinion that his mind is damaged, and he reasons with her again. He's reasonable, he's like, look, you need to stabilize the grid because if this thing goes south, everyone here di- uh, dies in the dark, yeah, unable to breathe, including your precious Holden and your your other brothers at arms. So, so get to work. Get to work. Might as well get on with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire gets thrown into brig with Holden. Pretty funny, <laughs> and and yeah. she reacts appropriately. And his whole, yeah, he's so oblivious. <laughs> hey, I'm Jim. What are you in here for? That's mm-hmm. <laughs> so, trying to kill you, asshole. Yeah, and her reaction is great. I love it. Uh, the behemoth is firing its laser, and the scientists studied the effects. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Apparently the comms laser couldn't punch through the ring's distortion.
1: Also... I love how there's this like little back and forth about they've tuned the lis- the, the light towards the visible lights. They tuned the laser towards the visible light spectrum because elsewise every nerd would be like, "Why can you see this laser in the vacuum of space?" Yeah.
0: Uh, and they address my other question, mm-hmm. I guess. And and it's it's something they don't even need to address but they do and that's how good the show is. I was thinking, "Hmm. It, uh, there must be some either Upper limit to the speed limit as well, where mm. where they can go faster than that, where mm. particles can go faster than that, or potentially different particles are treated differently. Because it might be because photons don't have mass; that's their unique ability. Right. Right. So maybe that's it. Mm. Um, but they they address that later on yeah. in this episode.
1: Yeah. It's it's crazy. They right. They like address we, the we,
0: weird science thing that I was thinking of. We can see,
1: of. therefore, we know that the uh-huh. photons aren't impacted, and I think that also ties into tuning towards the visible light, which lets them have a really awesome green laser effect and not. Violate you know didn't get Phil plate all pissed off, yeah. um, so they fire its laser, and the scientist studies the effect uh this we we're told the signal can't penetrate the ring's interference, but it did heat the ring up a few degrees. Mm. it's getting hot in here, hot ring, look at ring, got got a hot ring, yeah, uh Amos and Alex marvel at the sudden outbreak of unity in the community, uh and Amos further under- tries to understand what makes Anna tick, uh-huh. i I guess i don't
0: have a ton to say
1: about this scene you didn't you didn't feel you didn't feel like the you got instant gratification wondering what the hell happened to monica and the blind guy like because here oh yeah 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 Yeah, i was just mentioning that last episode and then and and also love how like amos gestures to green is i see they're fine Uh like like this is something that alex has been bitching about yeah um and then he's, like, after he's listened to the report, he, she, he's, like, boring and uh, <laughs> wants to go... So, I don't know. Like, there's... I can see why Amos is taking a shine to Anna, because she's, like, this nurse who's been dedicating her life to help Undocumented. And as Amos says, yep. I know a few people like that. Mm-hmm. And she also says her life is revolved around seeing what needs to be done and trying to do it. And Amos is like, me too. Uh very different outcomes, but... very different approaches and yeah. out and outcomes. But uh, I, I'm I'm very curious to see what becomes of their relationship because I didn't think of much of like the whole the Prax deal, yeah. but that turned out to be a big development for Amos and maybe Anna. Although I don't feel like Anna can stick around, like she's got a home and a family, and uh, you know, like yeah. like her sticking around would kind of be a bummer for her character, definitely. Um. But on the other hand, like, how are they going to keep her? Yeah, I kind of wanted to keep because she's just turning into an interesting character. But I don't know. Maybe this is the type of show that, like, I'll have to get used to saying goodbye to people uh, Probably, on a fairly yeah. regular basis. Uh, Naomi checks in on Drummer and makes a new bargain: trade you robot legs for access to Holden. Uh, more wheeling and dealing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I thought this was a great scene. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I do too. It's it's them being
0: reunited after taking their lumps over what they both did Mm -hmm. it's it's good stuff
1: uh i like how naomi starts to like do the standard oh my god i'm so and drummer's like nope i do not want your pity Mm -hmm. i will snap your neck if you try to give it to me (laughs) with my new robo legs right right uh and then like i also thought there's genuine hurt when drummer realizes that she's there with an agenda like oh I'm here i thought you were just here to check on me
0: yeah Uh, yeah
1: But she also, I think, sees the truth that Naomi's like, even if I didn't have an agenda, I would have made you my second stop Mm -hmm. after I got drug up to see Ashford. So, like, you know, don't (laughs) don't don't you start feeling sorry for yourself. If I can't feel sorry for you, can't either. Um, But, yeah, I yeah, she's going to she's going to she's going to help her build uh, new legs. Mm -hmm. Lieutenant Dan style. Uh, the prince's scientist hatches a fucking nuts plan to detonate a nuke by the station to see if it continues to respond to high-energy photons. Man. This is crazy. As...
0: Okay. I understand his desire to conduct experiments. I do, too. But this is... So risky, it's so really insanely is. risky
1: because it's essentially a big time, a large scale implementation of what the marine did at the grenade, yes, exactly, and if they like and, and the ring station will know where this fucking skiff came from, so if the behemoth gets arbergasted <laughs> in the middle of the ring station because you pissed it off and it needs a repair, like it's yeah. just it just seems. I mean, maybe they haven't done a good enough job at selling how really dire the straits are. I know they're running out of medical supplies and all that kind of stuff, but it, it, I, I know, it just, I don't know. It just struck me as an insane escalation. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why Ashford would go along with this. Yeah, like this is something you're gonna try, like before everyone's about to die. Like, yeah. like you, you know, like you might as well because fuck it. Like they still feel like they have days, weeks. Mm-hmm. You know where they could do further study and like do this a little bit more cautiously. They
0: have more time before than they do
1: after. We'll say that right. They exactly. have seven hours after this happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I don't know. I it's the show's going with it. Um, I, I agree. <laughs> the I I am on the command to UN commander side. Yeah. Um. So there you go. That's what they're gonna do. Because because again the the sci- and this the other thing the scientist has the of the opinion that the station can stop. The nuclear explosion, but mm-hmm. will allow the high energy photo fo- That's a hell of an assumption too. Yeah. Like I, I guess like the, the, I mean it stops particles that travel super fast, right? So But does it is that mean it's it ha- it's limitless? Like like the ring station just is in has a infinite lot of power assumptions. Being made. Right. Like a lot if, of assumptions. What if the nuke is just that much more powerful and like uh-huh. everything is vaporized within a one mile radius? Like yeah. that would suck for you guys, it seems like <laughs> Um Alex struggles to find pain meds for the injured, which is our first mm. clue to something that something nefarious is up, and amos spends time with Anna as she grieves over a dead man.
0: Yeah, can't quite understand why she's doing it because the man's dead.
1: Yeah, I don't get <laughs> it like, either. Why are, why are you sitting there? Anna's a weird duck, but then again, I do I did re I did kind of empathize with her later monologue to Claire that like this is this is just her weird thing that she does. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't even understand it too. Like this is just this is what she wants to do with her life and she tries to struggle to care for everybody. Yeah. And it's really bothered her that she has this antipathy towards Claire. Mm-hmm. So I think she's like using this grieving for this dead man that she doesn't know as some sort of meditation almost on what to do about Claire. Yeah, I, I think part of her feels like if
0: the least she can do here is feel the loss right because no one else seems to be right Uh, and her role here is going to be to I guess be compassionate to everyone who is alive by understanding the loss that they're all suffering it's it, it's something weird that I don't quite understand because yeah. once somebody is dead, dead. I'm not. I'm more with Amos here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than Anna, but she's but, also she's a. I mean, she's a she's a. I presumably a Christian with her faith intact. Mm-hmm. Like nothing about her character has said that there's a whiff of hypocrisy or anything. No, no. So uh-huh. you're right. It's hard to get. It's uh, it's not hard for me to get in a headspace because you know ten ten twelve years ago that's how I rolled. Like you know, yeah, and it, no it, it, shit believed in the afterlife and and. Heaven and you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: Right, and I, I think it would have been a little different if this person's death was potentially caused by Anna, or mm. or she had some involvement in his injury or something. Yeah, because um, then I could see her sitting there taking a moment to think about you know her actions in regard to this person right. after they're dead. But right. here, she had nothing to do with any of this. So. No,
1: I, I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with this guy, the situation. I think yeah, it, yeah. it's an exercise. It's right. like some people fold their legs and do the lotus position, and light incest or incest In light incest, yeah, just light incest not right. heavy just, just like just second cousins a little under the shirt, stuff, second cousin second cousins by marriage light <laughs> light incest, no right. she they light incense and and she holds a dead man's hand that's that's how she she does it, yeah, light incest is forbidden by her <laughs> <laughs> all all incest, probably. Uh, Ashford is enraged to find out that someone is stealing medical supplies on a ship and warns all crew that they don't level off and fly straight. He'll space him himself. Yeah, and I believe it. Yep. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> he seems like a man to take it seriously. It, okay, I have a question here for you. something mm-hmm. I've been trying to figure out. We know that, I, I think I remember this, that in season one, Diogo was one of the people who was siphoning water and selling it, right? Yes. So, do you think that Diogo is stealing the medical supplies, or is he just negligent? Is he just being unattentive while others steal?
1: I think you just outlined the possibilities. It's certainly not out of his character. Yeah, and I think there was—was was he stealing water, or was like there a gang war over the water, and Diogo was trying to siphon off to say the the, the help his sector? Like, I'm I'm trying to think of how I don't nefarious- exactly. Because I thought there might be the reason Miller kind of took it easy on him is there was, like, a shade of gray to what he was doing. But maybe he's cocky. He's a little shit. Like, all this stuff that Dawes has blown up his ass has not made him a better person, I don't think. So it could be that he's looking the other way. Mm -hmm. It could be that he's actually stealing for himself. I felt like he was a little over-gregarious, so maybe he's actually trying, like, like, using these meds as a way to deal with this fucked up situation. Didn't you think so? Like, he was, like, way huh. too chipper for the situation when like he's flirting with he's, that girl. He's
0: rolling on aspirin or something?
1: Well, no, I think, I, I think, like, painkillers. I'm thinking, like, narcotic painkillers. Okay. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's aspirin oh. Um aspirin. I can feel it in my liver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so... It's fucking me all up. <laughs> so he gets... He gets he gets up on the pulpit, literally. Yeah. And this is like the fifth time he's done this the and balcony gives a speech.
0: In
1: the, uh, uh it feels very like in the the episode's talk, called uh, congregation, but I just feel like he gives these he's he's getting his reputation for giving these speeches every five minutes. Like like uh you know, he's gonna get up there and like Beltaloda, eyes and ears. Is anyone else hot in here? Is it just me? <laughs> it's close. It's close in here, right? Or he's like <laughs> Beltaloda, last night on this ship, my ship, our ship, I had the weirdest dream. And he just goes off on these tangents, like Beltaloda, it's come to this. We are faced with a decision. I hope we never have to face. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Jesus, like he's Christ. just, he's just like he's he's gone mad. He's got this this shipwide calm, and he doesn't know he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, he's abusing it. Any any excuse to get to throw <laughs> Di- Diogo in a headlock, which I approve. Or yeah. to get up on that pulpit and make an inspiring or inane speech is he'll take it. For sure. Uh, next scene, Anna goes down to Claire and the brig and struggles to care for her. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of a quote I saw. Um, I struggle to care for her. Mr. Rogers, they got a big documentary out and I was watching a trailer and I, there's an article. I'm not sure if it's in a trailer if there's an article that was attached to the trailer, but there's this great quote by Fred Rogers where he says, Love isn't a perfect uh, state of perfect caring. It's an active noun-like struggle. To love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is right here and now and to go on caring even though through times that may bring pain. Hmm. Would Mr. Rogers find a way to, to love Claire or would he space her? I think so. If, if, if Mr. Would. Rogers spaces you, then you need to be spaced because <laughs> yeah. he's literally the last person on Earth that might do it. No, I think he would try to love her, as he says. Uh, I thought that was just great, and Anna brought this kind of like breathy, haunted quality, and like the way she was framed, her face between the bars. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like like Claire is desperately trying to get the the upper hand and like the moral superiority or the like, win the who gives a fuck least Olympics. But I feel like, yeah, Anna left her in the dust, man. That's some that's some like really cold shit she was saying. No, with- I think she got under
0: the defenses. She got right. by the defenses of Claire a little bit. Right. Like, scene. I
1: get it. Your dad's an asshole, yeah. and you're a damaged person, but you know a lot of us are. Uh-huh. The only excuse to do this kind of shit is brain tumor. Do you have one? Like, <laughs> I thought that was yeah. devastating, and mm-hmm. it, it, it it hit the mark with Claire. Like, she started she started crying. Yeah. Uh, but then she says, the only reason I didn't have amos kill you or let amos kill you is because i didn't want to think of myself as the one who wanted vengeance which then claire called her coward and then anna turned around and said you don't get the take the easy way out which to me says she's willing to see herself as this vengeance this this amount of vengeance like you know you need to suffer and I, i don't know is that vengeance or is that justice i think it's justice you're right yeah it's not vengeance
0: yeah, I'm I'm with Anna on this one.
1: Right. I think people, it's easy to mistake the two, mm-hmm. especially when it's something that's affecting you very closely. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, like I said, Anna is a very righteous character. I, I dig her. Uh, they just then detonate a nuke up on in here. <laughs> uh, it seems, continues to seem like a spectacularly bad idea. Looks cool, though. Looks cool as hell. <laughs> Looks cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, and it gives Bill Nye something to analyze <laughs> mm-hmm. because guess what now the station is pulsing and changing colors, which probably not good anytime the proto no. starts pulsing and changing colors, something bad is about to happen mm-hmm. uh, Robo drummer escorts Naomi to the brig where she and Holden are reunited, and it feels so good it does uh. It- Holden's
0: certainly happy about it. You can mm-hmm. tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most interesting part about this scene is that Claire and Drummer are both hearing the conversation right. that's going on here and they make it a point to show us that. Right. And and Holden is saying in my mind all of the right things. And it's not even, you know, it's not some kind of cynical saying all the right things. It's him just being him. But all of these things that he's saying are completely refuting everything that Claire is thinking about him. Right. And for her to hear that when I don't know, she's just had this this the uh, small uh chink in her
1: armor delivered right. by Anna. Right, that's opened it up. Maybe
0: that might have some effect on how she feels about him.
1: Especially since she unless there was some back and forth between her and Holden we didn't see in the brig, which if that happened they didn't show it, I'm 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 angry. But mm-hmm. Claire has no reason to believe that this is a performance. This is a completely unguarded moment in private. Like, Holden has no idea that he's essentially performing for his mortal enemy, and he just comes across as this fucking good guy. Mm -hmm. Um,. I, I thought it was great, I yeah. Yeah, the people can't have died for nothing, he has to fix it even if it destroys him. he feels him, responsible, like... even though, like, arguably he's not. He's just caught up yeah. in this thing, but since, like, yeah, like, he feels the weight of all these decisions, and he's not one to be like, you know, just callously doing this, that, or the other. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, I, I thought that was great. I also liked the intro, because, like, this the, the guard going, uh, Captain, good to see you on your feet <laughs> uh uh-huh. <laughs> and how he kind of gives her resistance which i'm like i wonder i mean drummer's still captain right i i think if she can walk into the
0: the what is it cic the the the, the, the tabernacle center. yeah If she can walk
1: into the cathedral then yeah she's captain uh i think absolutely s- she's captain, and, and i think this shows that like yeah he resisted her but mm-hmm. in the same way that like that one sailor resisted admiral Souther. Like, yeah. she didn't even have to say, get the fuck out of my way. Like, she, he right. just instantly... Re- so I feel like she's probably still in control of the ship. Yeah. You know? Especially since Ashford has already, you know, canonized her as the saint of the behemoth. Behemoth. I feel like
0: this is in, what, every Star Trek movie ever. Where Captain Kirk, Admiral Kirk, mm-hmm. comes onto the ship that is clearly captained by someone else, right? And right. at any moment he could take take yeah. the ship back over, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's always like, no, 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 yeah. I don't want that. No, the
1: drummer could absolutely right. walk back in and then and take the then, ship. Then roo- red alert, and is suddenly suddenly Kirk's just in the command the captain's chair. How right, does this happen? Right. <laughs> the captain's like in the turbo lift right into his quarters. <laughs> like what? Wait, what? How did I get here? It's experience, yeah, you yeah. You Need it. it happens. Um so the society, the scientists conclude that the ring station responded to their willy-nilly release of massive energies within its structure by planning to destroy the solar system in less than seven hours. Yay! Uh huh. You reap what you sow, man. You reap what you sow. Little hasty, little fucking. Maybe we need some ints up here in command. Uh, yeah, which uh, I guess this development
0: is not the most interesting thing. It's the reaction to it that I like.
1: Right. Yeah, and it, it makes Ashford instantly make the connection between what Holden said about the cauterization of solar systems yeah. and to perceive threats and, oh, shit, we are the threat. And yeah.
0: needing the new plan and and enacting it, essentially. Which it's like a doozy. It it's is. It's a
1: fucking doozy. I was jaw dropped that they, that they, they got here. Um, Monica gives a report on the situation. Which is just kind of like a montage of everybody watching her report about people are brave and resolute but also want answers to that they're not getting from leadership.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, in my opinion, the biggest threat here in the ring station bubble is the mainstream media. Like yeah. am Monica? I right? Yeah, whipping people into a frenzy and wanting mm-hmm. answers and demanding accountability. Like, who <laughs> needs it? Who needs it? If she it just a get in there and report operation. that everything was okay and keep the sheep in line <laughs> and pacified the, 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 the people that are, are betters will just make sure everything works out all right. Here's what I don't really understand, though. <laughs> There aren't too many sheep inside the
0: bubble, yeah? I mean, the belters. I don't think there's many sheep anywhere, anyplace. Like the, like, the, the, we're the... all
1: people, and we can be fooled, and we can be deluded, but we also are intelligent, and we believe in self-governance. Yeah, sure, and... all that nice stuff. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I agree. But, but specifically in this scenario, most of them
0: are military personnel. Most mm, of them are rank-and-file, right. following orders, right. chain-of-command
1: people. There aren't too many people there to, like... I guess where she's at, the behemoth is where Ground Central of yes. like more or less civilian, right? The rule. Belters, who knows and what I they're going to do. Also, some of the stuff they showed us of like the UNN guy committing suicide, the one guy who got tased rather than try to be drugged into the ring. That mm-hmm. even within that military hierarchy, this is so far beyond. It's like That's true, yeah. Like, you know, there's some – I like reading nautical fiction, like Age of Sail stuff, and, like, crews that would be absolutely loyal to their captain might flip their shit if he wants to take them into what they considered a haunted sea. Like, hey, we'll follow you right. anywhere, yeah. but you want to take us, like, you know um, – and I think that's – I think that's what they're hinting at, or at least that's I, – I would believe that there is a rabble that's being roused mm-hmm. amongst all the, the people that have some doubts and fears about the situation. yeah. Uh but too bad people because the next scene is the your betters uh <laughs> building a consensus amongst themselves to use the Behemoth's laser to destroy the ring, trapping oh, them within boy. the bubble, perhaps perhaps saving all human life.
0: I, I mean my first question is what makes you think you can even destroy the ring with I, with any
1: weapon? I, I think it's because you can blow a chunk of it up and you can heat the ring up a few degrees with the laser, <laughs> okay. so if you went full power and aimed it at the ring, you could slice it up. It is a lot of assumptions, but shit, they seem to be rolling with them. I mean,
0: they're 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 going to be targeting like the physical ring, right. Right? right? The The structure that got
1: built, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Because they're they're not Maybe. trying to destroy the station. They're trying to destroy. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they can. It seems like a very powerful laser. Maybe. I was impressed. Yeah, it
0: does. Uh, but uh, it's hard to know. The, I guess the context of that like but
1: they could piss off the ring station like yeah yes. you're the ants it's paving over but if you like fucking try to wound it maybe it decides to like get get on you with some I have no mouth but I'm a scream shit mm-hmm. like I was just going to vaporize all humanity now I'm going to enslave you into perpetual torment machines what about that huh what about that I'm going to push all your trillions <laughs> of neurons and make you feel unimaginable anguish and I'm going to keep you alive forever with my advanced oh, alien boy. technology yeah I'm going to get Lovecraft on you you, you, you fucking primitive apes you're temerity to try to gouge my station <laughs> I mean I'm just saying like you don't know they're just like they're just leaping from one crazy plan to another and I hope Holden can get Miller's ass out of wherever he is and fix this yeah that's fair which obviously must happen unless I mean it would be kind of an interesting and an impressive and ballsy play for them to just have this thing and season three concludes with everyone that we care about dead and then the <laughs> next like then they build rebuild the series from Christian and right Alex's kid, and <laughs> uh, who else is on the outside? Anna's <laughs> wife, <laughs> An- a- Anna's wife, J- Jules Pierre yeah. is out there. Oh yeah. ho, 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 Just when you thought he was out, he's going to uh, have Le Miz scene where he escapes from a prison. Prax,
0: Prax is out you there. You got Prax yep. and his
1: daughter. Yeah, you could just you could rebuild. You could rebuild for
0: sure, or just make it just turned into a cartoon series of misco and morisco i'll watch that
1: <laughs> what the hell is Misko that misco
0: and morisco every time i mention misco and morisco you're like what the fuck is that i don't know what it is it's the cartoon in the expanse oh, universe the, is yeah, that the, yeah. the,
1: the the praxis daughter had the backpack yes of? Oh, okay Yes. all right the the i knew it crazy I, just, holographic I, just, backpack. I just forgot the name because it does sound like a it sounds like a kid show yeah it is good naming right be. good naming just turn uh, it into four seasons of that uh, I don't. The other thing is, like, I guess that I would buy that they could maybe destroy the station is because the station doesn't seem to have any defense against photonic energy. Yeah. So if you can tune that laser, like it's it's Star Trek, you know? How about this? Phasing their lasers or whatever, rotating the the phase arrays or the polarities. But I think they could do it. I
0: could see a really horrifying scenario where they fire this fucking laser. And the station starts to see photons as a threat and just stops photons.
1: And so everyone goes instantly blind. Yeah. So now they're completely blind. And then the camera guy has to save the day. Oh, shit. He's the only. well, you know. he doesn't. But all, I mean, uh, that's all electromagnetic stuff would just stop. You would think so, yeah. So maybe he would be blind with his sensors, too.
0: Unless it's specifically the visible light spectrum that they've tuned it to. Right.
1: So then then Cohen has to go spacewalking with with no gloves. Yeah. His hands no are going.
0: Gloves. Her hands. His
1: hands are going to freeze. Uh-huh. But he's going to use his last prestigious sensitivity to the. To, I don't know. To guide them out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's going to be out there for seven <laughs> months, like Rudolph's red. Everybody's gonna gonna throw tie wrenches to themselves and throw the wrench, <laughs> yeah. and then that's the speed limit right there. Sure, every reaction has an equal, equal and opposite <laughs> wrench action, uh-huh. uh, and then that's how they're going to get out. <laughs> it won't be Rudolph and a red nosed reindeer. It'll be Cohen, the black handed blind guy. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's like the it. finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to I can't wait to see, uh, and it sucks because I'm going to probably not be able to see it till, like, Saturday. And our audience has already seen it. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: Unless so. you're listening to this in the future and watching episode by episode.
1: Could be. Could be. But,
0: yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Hey, before we get to the feedback, I just wanted to plug our club, club.baldmove.com. Uh, the club is awesome. It's what allows us to be independent in our podcast coverage, which is cool because, um, you know, there's – there's certainly a lot of activity. There's a lot of competition among some of the bigger shows. But, you know, The Expanse, we do because we love it. Uh, it's right up our alley of science fiction. It's certainly not been a monetary or rating success for us. <laughs> but but we do it because we love it. And we have the freedom to do so because our club members support us and let us follow our passions and the things that they're passionate about. Uh, if you'd like to help support us, you can go to club.baldmove.com. If you thought we've done a good job, if you found us entertaining, know that there's tons more free content for everybody but specifically club content is more jim and i doing uh you know first run movie reviews uh we have a variety show we do each week called lunch with jim and aaron there's all kinds of other silly funny informative stuff that we do just for club members like this week we just rewatch we just did a live watch of the original 1973 version of westworld which we had a lot of fun doing those are some things we do just for club members Uh, If you've enjoyed our coverage, I would uh, appreciate you checking out club.baldmove.com because there's samples of all the bonus content you can get. And also you can try a free 30-day trial just by signing up, again, at club.baldmove.com. Do we have any feedback that we want to consider?
0: Uh, Sure. We have a couple pieces of feedback. I was hoping
1: we get some because I feel like I wanted some corrections based on some of my science bullshit. I want to believe that that, that Mm. they got everything right. I don't know that we're going to get much of that, but okay. let's, let's see what we do have. All right. This is uh, expanse at baldmove.com. If you'd like to send your uh, your your thoughts and emails, don't forget that we're going to have a wrap-up podcast uh, the week after the finale uh, where we will consider everyone's thoughts about Season 3, uh, what we think about um, – I don't know. what these kind of things, speculation about next season, Maybe maybe you can either do something with the book readers yourself and I'll – excuse the rumor i can just make some <laughs> predictions you can laugh at me I, I don't know yeah but we will have a wrap-up podcast uh feedback all right we start off with Raphael, who says
0: love this episode hope you guys did too i would love to have anna be added to the rossi crew i think the crew is missing a character like her they already have a leader in holden a pilot and captain and alex the muscle in amos the tech and naomi uh and anna could be the spiritual person abstract thinker and mediator uh I know I know you're really on board with this too getting Anna into the crew.
1: I just don't uh, uh I just think it would be bad for Anna herself. Yeah, I I just there's some tra- for the reasons that we talked about earlier, yeah. Either a tragedy would befall her family that would make it kind of quote unquote okay for her to go or she'll she would like do violence to her own spirit by abandoning her family.
0: Yeah. Uh and he also mentions that he'd love to have Gunny back, but that may be a far shot because at that point she'd be a twice deserter. Right, desert double, me double deserter.
1: Shame on me. Yeah, <laughs> desert me twice. You can't desert you can't, on me anymore. Yeah, you can't get deserted again. <laughs> uh, I yeah, that's these are all good points because I do feel like the crew of the Rossinanti has gone from lean and mean to skinny and pissed. Mm. Like they need a couple more bodies just to to have good, just to have good chemistry and stories and stuff like that. But. I don't know maybe they'll do like I I think that it's worked well to have like temporaries like Prax uh and Bobby and Sarala and then mm-hmm. uh Anna like maybe they just like there there's always a fifth man slot that or woman slot that that gets that gets filled and and it's kind of like gives a little bit of the episode of the week flavor from Star Trek mm-hmm. like hey there's a three or four arc and it's got Prax in it and he's going to teach Amos how to care with his with the the one muscle he's never used his heart <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Anna is going to, you know, I, I don't know. Like the, the other thing is, like, I feel like Anna and Holden might be obnoxious together because they're both like super self righteous mm-hmm. and 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 sure in their convictions and ideals. And now uh, he's Holden's been given the like, you should just lean into that speech by Miller. Mm-hmm. Like that could be an annoying combination.
0: Yeah, um, and and you know if you can if you can align those people just slightly off kilter against each other, there could be some interesting drama there as well. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and Sean, Sean M wanted to write in and say that the, the finale, we, we made it sound like we thought it wasn't this week. Uh, but yes, we know it is a two hour episode making up the next week finale.
1: Yeah. Personally inconvenient for me, but it's Mm -hmm. actually kind of cool because, uh, for like the fourth week running, I was outraged when the credits rolled. I'm yeah. like, "God, damn it. They <laughs> it's it's just getting good." <laughs> that's a great it, that's a great editing decision that they cuz like I think a lot of shows would be tempted to show like come to that conclusion and then you get 5 minutes of something else, but like mm-hmm. they really cut it at the most interesting. Yeah. Like Holden waking up and raving, uh they're about to did, launch, launch an attack on the ring station. I mean, Surely to God, they'll wait until, like, six hours and 30 minutes before they do that, right? They're not going to just, like, push the button. I mean... I mean, it's either going to work or it's not. So maybe you want to get that out of the way and then try a plan B if it doesn't, Yeah, right? don't give our crew that have religious beliefs any time to make make peace with their maker. Just fucking, uh, fucking what does push it the matter? button. What does it matter? Push the button. It either works or it doesn't. You know? Uh, yeah, God, yeah, the priest said God didn't want us out of here, so we're already spitting in the old man's face. Uh, <laughs> you got to live with that. He's got to live with it. It's a hell for all of us. We'll see. I,
0: I'm sure they won't just immediately do it. If in yeah. nothing else, they have to tune that laser, right? They have to really amp it up. I guess. Like, and I don't know what that means. If it involves like new hardware, if it right. involves uh, simply... Like I like six it. hours
1: and 30 minutes of technical and uh-huh. we'll get a constant feedback of it's like the all the main power has been rerouted but we're having trouble with the capacitors and right and ashford would be like we only have three hours left you got to do <laughs> i work harder and then holden will be sweating and trying to get you know miller just screaming about miller from the brig and <laughs> i i have a feeling i have a feeling yeah. it's going to go something something like that all right well we'll see uh all right uh Thanks for sticking with us. I, I'm sure this will go right into the the next episode, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll all look forward to seeing what everybody thought on the wrap up podcast. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. Later.